Are you still on that hamster wheel? Are you trying to escape from the rat race? Well, you came to the right place. Right now, I speak to Christina Morgan Meadows. She's in Lake Chapala, Mexico. That's in Jalisco, right near Guadalajara in the center of Mexico. It's the number one place to retire for Americans and Canadians in the world. It's outstanding. The weather is the best in the world. The place is fantastic. So let's get ready to roll, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Right here, right now, on VT Radio. Let's go. With host Johnny Punish. Okay, we're on VT Radio with the famous Christina Morgan Meadows, all the way from her secret lair in Lake Chapala, Mexico. Christina, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Coming to you from my top secret lair in Lake Chapala. <laughs> today, we want to talk about living free, freedom in an unfree world, how to retire, uh, expatting in Mexico, uh, living the good life, getting off that hamster wheel. And I'm going to tell you right now to everybody listening, there is no better person to talk to than Christina. She's an absolute expert. She's been living Lake Chapala for a, a million years. Christina, first, before we get started, tell us all about yourself so the readers and listeners know uh, who, who we're speaking to here. Okay, sure. Well, I, I'm American. I was born and raised in uh, Colorado, and uh, I ended up coming down to Mexico in 1993 and with my mom and dad, and so my family is here as well. So that's a little bit uh, of an unusual situation. I've got my mother, my father, my two brothers here, so we're all transplants. And um, started working with my mom and dad to begin with. And then I began to work with a, an informational tourism company, just helping people to retire here and figure out, does this make sense for them? Is this something that they should look at? Is it a viable alternative for them as far as their cost of living and, and purchasing home, et cetera? And then I ended up getting into uh, real estate and building, actually building first after I went back to the States for a few years after my divorce. And I started out in general contracting and backed my way into being a real estate agent and then a, a broker and had the opportunity to come back down here after I'd been gone for 10 years. So I've been in the area, oh gosh, it's it's over 20 years living here full time, but I've been coming to the area for you know 33 years, something like that. Incredible. That's an incredible yeah. amount. It's, it's, it's not light, okay? It's not like you've been there just for a couple of years. I mean, you're an expert. No. 30 years in Mexico, right? No, I consider this my hometown. I am completely invested. <laughs> so. Right. Now, tell us about Lake Chapala. Tell us all about the, the town, the city, where it's at. Why is it such a great place to go? Okay, well, Lake Chapala is uh, you, it's located in, uh, in the Sierra Madre Mountains on Mexico's largest lake. We're a mile high. We supposedly have the second best weather anywhere in the world. So uh, it's it's beautiful. It's tropical. It's It's got all the same foliage that you would see in Colorado with the pines and the cactus. But then at the same time, you also have everything that you would see in Hawaii. So you've got in the rainy season, you've got the green mountains and the, the same tropical uh, flowers and plants and everything. So there's waterfalls here. It's It's just a beautiful place. It's it's a small uh, a string of villages along the lake. So it's, it's not a colonial city. So you can't compare it to say Mexico city or, or Guadalajara or even San Miguel de Allende where people may be more familiar with, with those places. Lake Chapala is it's, it's village life. You know, it's like stepping back in time, 50 years 
and uh, being able to see the horses still, you know, clip, clippity clopping down the, the streets, the cobblestone streets, and but you still have high speed internet, you know, we're able to have all the, the amenities that modern day infrastructures demand really for people who are working remotely or entrepreneurs who are coming down here, but it, it really does still feel like stepping back in time. Yeah. Now, full disclosure, uh, I used to live in Lake Chapala in the years 1998 to 2004. Of course, yeah. Christina and I are friends. I'm friends with all of her family, played rock and roll with her brothers. So uh, full disclosure, I could tell you 100%. And I've been, I've been to every, almost everywhere in Mexico. I've lived in Playa del Carmen. I've lived in Mexico City. I've lived in Baja, California. I've traveled twice uh, throughout the country, almost to every single state. And I'm going to tell you straight up. Lake Chapala is the number one place in Mexico to live if you're an expat, period. End of story. So if you're okay with the, the city mountain life, uh, lake life, there you go. If you're a beach person, okay, you know, the, I get it. You want to be in a beach location. Yeah. Uh, if you're 100% looking for the white sandy beaches, you know, it's about three and a half hours away from, from Lake Chapala, right? Yep, that's right. And they're, they're building a new uh, freeway that's supposed to be making it even closer than that. So, Again? Wow. Yep. So, wow. yeah, we'll see. That's, we'll see. That's incredible. Well, let me, let me say this about Lake Chapala. Uh, it's been my experience that Lake Chapala is the friendliest place in all of Mexico. In other places, my experience has been when you go, let's say, live in uh, the Caribbean, for example, Cancun or Playa del Carmen. These are tourist cities, transition cities. Uh, mm -hmm. People come in, people come out. Lake Chapala is nothing like that, folks. So I want you to understand Lake Chapala is a place for families, for friends, People that you might know for 20, 30, 40 years. It started, what, uh, at the Lake Chapala Society in the 1940s from Americans yeah. that were coming down to retire after World War II. Um, this is a place for families and friends and people that know each other for many, many years. Uh, in fact, you were in the little theater, I, I think, at the uh, there, right? Uh, weren't you an actress in the little theater? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I had some fun with the Lakeside Little Theater. It's it's a, a, a little playhouse. It's, it's so neat, though, really. I mean, it's nicer than... The most of the ones that you would find in larger towns in the U.S., I mean, they really have put a lot of time and love and effort into the equipment and the stage and everything. But there's, it's not just that one now, Johnny. Uh, we've got Bravo Theater and the the Bear Theater. and the Anyway, it goes on and on. There's all kinds of them, and they're in English, but they're also incorporated into the Mexican community. So you're right. You, you touched on something that I just I want to kind of highlight. You said that... It's, this is not a place where tourists come. This is a place where people come to live. So, you know, the, the, we get incorporated into the community and the Mexican people tend to come alongside us and accept us more, especially if we make an effort to speak Spanish and, and become part of their community and, and not try to change things too much. So um, for me, that makes this area completely ideal and it's, it's a unicorn. Um, in Mexico, especially compared to the beach resort places that people are more familiar with, right? But right, like you said, right. if you love the beach, you love the beach. Right, but, uh, absolutely. If you're a Lake beach person, Chapala's, go to the beach. But if yeah, anywhere absolutely. else, go to Lake Chapala, the mountains. And the weather is absolutely, I, I think it's best in the world. You said number two. Number two to who? <laughs> Do they know? They say Nairobi, Kenya. Okay, So if Nairobi, you want to go to Africa and live there, yeah. the, it's a little further flight, but yeah. yeah. But the beauty of Lake Chapala is the weather's outstanding, uh, but more importantly, it's close to the Guadalajara Airport, which is about 30 minutes away. Is that about right? 
Uh, yeah, the airport's 30 minutes away. So okay. you have an international airport 30 minutes away. There's two different hospitals here now that uh, we didn't have when you were living here. Mm -hmm. uh, getting to Guadalajara is easy. I mean, and there now there's the macro libramiento, so it's it's not even that congested with traffic getting to Guadalajara. What's the macro libramiento? Macro Libramiento is just another, uh, it's, a, it's a periphery highway that goes around Guadalajara and it gets you there more quickly. Oh, okay. So things Beautiful have changed. Beautiful scenic drive too. It's oh, good, really good. pretty. Yeah. So I'll tell you, so what the good thing about Lake Chapala is that's close to the airport. So if you're Canadian or American, you're close to, if you need to go back, let's say for example, for like myself, I'm a grandparent. I happen to live in Baja, California because my wife's family lives around here. Uh, but given the choice... Nothing wrong with Baja. I love Baja. Baja is great. It's got other things that are really, really good. But I definitely choose Lake Chapala. But, you know, you got to go. I'm married. I got to compromise, right? <laughs> that's right. That's marriage for you, right? You got to, you know, fair. compromise is where it's at. You know, compromise is good, by the way. Not bad. So, but the point is, it's very close for grandparents who want to go see their grandkids. Let's say you, you're from Seattle or from New York City or wherever you're from. You can go in and out. It's not that far. Uh, let's say from Lake Chapala, uh, Guadalajara to Dallas is maybe a three-hour flight, two-and-a-half-hour flight. Yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds. Of, I think there's something like 25 direct flights from Guadalajara into different cities in the U.S. right now. So, And they expect that to increase. So. Yeah, so it's not difficult to live there. No, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Plus, we've got Guadalajara so close. So if there's anything that you miss, uh, you can get it there. I mean, there's uh, all kinds of department stores and, and really high-end malls and that sort of thing. So right. here no kidding, at, right? at Lake Chapala, it's all more boutiques and artisans. And, and I really like that. But it's right. nice. If you, if you really need a Costco fix, it's about 40 minutes away. Right, exactly. Okay, let's talk about uh, cost of living in the Lake Chapala area. Tell us about what the price of a taco costs, the price of Costco, the price of housing. R run me through that. I, yeah, I would say that the price the price of a taco is just a few pesos. So I mean, it's it, twenty five <laughs> cents for a taco. I mean, it's it's really really affordable to to eat out here. But it's not just tacos. I mean, there's there's international restaurants all over the place here that. Uh, are serving Italian made by Italians who live here. And there's, there's people from Belgium and Russia and uh, you know, Europe and Cajun food and going on and on. And of course, Mexican food, which is incredible, but uh, it's, it's super affordable to eat out here. So Argentinian steakhouses and the whole, the whole gamut there. And um, for rentals, Anywhere from five hundred dollars up to three thousand dollars, depending on what you're looking at. So, depending on what the area, or depending on the size, depending on the area, really, and also depending on what kind of amenities the house offers. So, one of the things I was looking at just yesterday is is that our average price for a home here increased fifty thousand dollars since last year. So, or I'm sorry, since 2021. So 2022, at the end of the year, the numbers compiled showing that the, the average home price is about $250,000. But that's still so affordable compared to what you would find up in the U.S. for, you know, the same amount of money. But these homes are not cookie cutter homes. They, they have brick dome ceilings, some of them. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. Right, it's the, custom. The yeah. arches and the colonial flavor and 
it's just beautiful. You, you go in and the detail in these homes is just magnificent. And um, many of them have lake views. Now it's harder to find a lake view for $250,000. You really need to go up, you know, just like anywhere. If, if that's what you're looking for is that panoramic lake view, like uh, you and Betty, I believe had that when you were living yeah. here. And yeah, we lived in the San Juan Cozalao. We lived in the racket club. We had a beautiful view of the lake. It's, it's gorgeous it's with the stunning. beautiful I mean, of the, of the Kalima volcano, you know? Right. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. That vista, when you look out over the lake, you know, Mexico's largest lake, you have these mountains and uh, watching the sunsets because you're you're facing on the north shore of Chapala, you're facing south and you're looking east and west. So you're getting the sunrises and the sunsets. I mean, I think it's pretty ideal. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're talking about, let's say somebody who's retiring in the States on a, on a maybe Social Security and a little pension. They can get a, they can get something small for five hundred dollars a month rent. Is that about right? Yeah, you can find something for five hundred dollars a month rent. It's it's more difficult to find that now than it used to be, but it's still possible. Especially if you come in what we consider the low season, and the low seasons and the high seasons are starting to blur a little bit more than they did maybe say ten years ago, where it was more you, you marked. You could really notice there are a lot more people who are coming here year round or coming here in the summers and. Honestly, that's my favorite time of year is the rainy season. It's just when it's, beautiful. When it's hot, you know that. hot and rainy. <laughs> it's not hot. It's it's yeah. beautiful. It's um it's just absolutely incredible. The mountains turn green. You've got the waterfalls yeah. running and it's it, yeah. it mainly rains at night still. It's not like it's drizzly and a monsoon or anything. It's just enough to to make the area look so clean and green and fresh and cool. Okay, so let's say a, a person with that level of income at $500, maybe they can live in the city of Chapala or maybe Hokotepec. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Okay, which is I think it's getting more difficult to do that, but they absolutely could find something like that in Chapala, um, perhaps even Riberes del Pilar, or going uh, into San Juan Cosala, um, Hokotepec. Ajijic is a, a little price a little bit higher, but I absolutely love some of these other towns that are yeah. around Ahihika. Ahihika is fun and it's nice. And there's lots of things to do here and entertainment. Um, but I, I really enjoy Chapala, for example. That's where I live. I live in Chapala. Right. And I've lived in Hokotepec. I've lived in San Juan Coast. I've lived all over this area. So, uh, yeah, there, there's like not I said, a place I haven't. You're an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful. And there are a lot of options for people who are looking for a lower cost of living. Now, somebody who's in the higher income bracket or higher net worth bracket who wants something really super nice, um, mm -hmm. tell us about the highest levels uh, of, of real estate there that you could find that are going to be substantial. Well, I mean, it, that's hard to say, but I have noticed that our prices have, have definitely gone up. And um, so if you want to live in something that's really, really magnificent, you're going to be looking – $500,000 and up. And when I say and up, it's going up into the two, $3 million range. Mm -hmm. um, but these homes are, are, are incredible. I mean, they're, they're palaces. So, right. uh, but if you want to have a lake view and a pool uh, in a great location, perhaps a gated community, not necessarily a gated community. It could also be you know, in village life. It's, if you have all of that, it's going to probably run you a, uh, 450, 550 to start if you if you're looking for that with the lake view. 
Right. Now, everybody I speak to always talks about the rising prices in the last year, two years. I spoke to Judy Shaw and Playa Carmen. Uh, I've spoken to uh, uh, Naomi Murphy uh, in, um, in Merida. Uh, and of course, it feels like it's only our location. But I, I, I always love to remind everybody, you know, in the United States, the prices have also gone up and Canada as well. So yeah, my daughter a has a track remember. home for $500,000. It's a, a lovely track home. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fantastic. It's a track home. What we're talking about for 500000 in Lake Chapala is not a track home, right? Oh, no, no, no. It's not yeah. a track home. Yeah. No, nothing like that. It's completely different. We're talking about a custom home, super stylish, awesome home, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. And, so so um, it's all relative speaking. So it's all relative. That's what I'm trying to say. It is all relative. It is. Prices have gone up. Every, even here in Baja, it's ridiculous. I bought my lot here in uh, 2007 for $7 a meter, which was, uh, it's about two acres, about 6,000 meters, about $42,000 approximately. Uh, and now it's at $50 a meter. So I don't know. That's what, uh, $300,000 for the lot instead of 40. I can't even afford to live in my mm-hmm. own house right now. <laughs> oh no! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Prices have changed, and and, and it is, it's, changed. but it's changed everywhere. So it's just all relative. It's happening you know? everywhere. Now let's talk about medical issues. Uh, uh, I, I've had some operations and things in Mexico. Talk about the medical coverage there, the hospitals, Guadalajara, the cost of medical services. What what does an expat want to do when they have a medical issue to deal with? Go ahead. Most of the people who come here, if they have a cold or something that's kind of minor, they just go see a doctor and they pay out of pocket. And uh, to see a doctor here is anywhere from, you know, 300 pesos. It's $15 to see a doctor uh, up to 600 pesos uh, to 1,000 pesos, depending on if they're a specialist. So uh, 1,000 pesos is about $50 U.S. right now. So the doctors here though will spend an hour and a half with you. They still do house calls in certain cases. So it's, it's an incredible setup really. If you consider that in the States, I know that I would pay an incredible amount of money for my insurance. I would have to schedule weeks out to see a doctor. He'd spend maybe 15 minutes with me after I sat in a waiting room for an hour or so. So, I I mean, it's, it's definitely more um, user-friendly, uh, for people who are looking for good medical care, we've got the two hospitals now. That's helpful. My insurance, and I know everybody's insurance is going to be depend- dependent on their age and their pre-existing conditions and that kind of thing, but it may be interesting. Uh, my health insurance runs about $1,500 a year. So, uh, and it's supposed to be the, the highest here, the best health insurance that you can get here in Mexico. So that's private. That's in case I have a catastrophic event, yeah. you know. Yeah, I recommend that too. Uh, I have a catastrophic insurance as well. Betty pays for that. I think it's somewhere in the name, same neighborhood as you're paying. Um, but most of the time you pay upfront because it's so inexpensive, right? So any yeah. medical issue you pay, you pay cash and you'd be done with it. Um, it's much simpler, right. faster, better. And the care, you go right to the doctor, see him sit down for an hour, hour and a half, hang out with the doctor. Um, in the United States, it's not the same in Canada. It's a big waiting list, right? Exactly. That's what I hear about the Canadians. They tell me, Oh yeah, we can get something done in three months. Like here, my wife's just having an issue right now. We're going to be going on Friday, you know, to take, take care of it. Right. So uh, it's uh, the services, to be honest, for for the average services, you know, the majority of the average services, in my opinion, Mexico far is, is far superior to the United States and far superior to Canada. Now, yeah. at the highest level of disease, when you're talking about heavy research, the, the, the most complex or the most uh, rare diseases, 
I think the U.S. is number one because they're I, number one I in agree. research. So if you have something really rare, yeah, U.S. is going to be your best. But he has something that's okay. in that 90% average. In my opinion, Mexico is far better. Oh, no, I agree with you. And uh, most of the doctors that are here in Mexico have trained in the U.S. They speak English. Yes. So, you know, they, they have some of that. But you're absolutely right about the research. The level right. of research in the U.S. is, I think, unparalleled, except perhaps in some countries in Europe. Right. But, right. Yeah, my my internist here uh, studied at Columbia University in New York. He's a, you know, a serious transplant guy, internist, you know, big guy in Columbia University in New York. But he's here because his family lives in Mexico. I walk in, hey, how's it going? I mean, I don't, I don't have to even speak Spanish. So in, in Guadalajara, you have the, the center of Mexico for all the education for doctors. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. We have, it's a medical Mecca here as far as universities and people studying medicine. So uh, it, it's very affordable and there's people from all over the world who come here to study. So yeah, yeah it's a good place to be. If yeah, you, exactly. If you, have, okay. if you have any kind of a medical thing going on, it's not a bad place to be. Right. Now, if anybody wants to contact you, t tell me uh, what do you, what's your name of your company? How do they reach you? Because uh, we want to make sure our listeners know about that. Ah, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm the broker and owner at Lake Chapala Real Estate. And if they want to get in touch with me, then uh, the best way to get in touch with me, I could give you my email and you could just attach it here on the screen or something like that. Or your website. Uh, you have a website? Yep, I can give you the website. It's www.choosechapala.com. Choosechapala.com. Uh, okay. Yep. And my email is askchristina, Christina with a K. So uh, A-S-K and then K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at choosechapala.com. So uh, yeah, come check it. Perfect. Check out our website and okay. see what you think. It has a yeah. lot of information and besides just You have all the listings on there as well so people can peruse the listings? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, we have listings and we're also affiliated with the MLS here. That's one thing that's different about the Lake Chapala area is that we do have an MLS here. So anything that's in the market, we can show you from other agencies. You don't have to worry about that. So that's makes a, it that's a lot a, easier. By the way, that's rare in Mexico, by the way. Yeah, it is. It is rare and I'm thankful for it. You know, it, it enables us to show our clients everything and, um, you know, provide a better service for them because it doesn't have to be about just selling our listings. So yeah. Now I want to talk about the immigration issues. Um, you know, getting your papers or or when you people come down as retirees or expats, how are they dealing with that? What is the best way to handle that? With immigration, usually what I do is I recommend that somebody talk to an immigration specialist. The typically what they're doing now is they're having people in the U.S. and Canada go to their closest Mexican consulate. And that's where they're able to determine if they can qualify to live here, et cetera. So they're, they're actually beginning the process from their home country. They're not starting it in Mexico like they used to. Mm -hmm. um, that said, some consulates are more open to whether or not you come here or not. It can still be slightly discretionary. Of course, they have their minimum income requirements and, and that sort of thing. But Again, there are certain consulates where they have the jurisdiction or the ability to make that decision independently to a degree. And so I recommend getting in touch. If you're interested in something like that, let me know. I can put you in touch with uh, a couple of people that are immigration facilitators who can tell you which consulates have been the most open to receiving people from the U.S. and Canada who may want to move here. So. Mm -hmm. 
Now, talk about the Lake Chapala Society uh, there in Ayahik and how they actually help uh, expats from Canada and the U.S. uh, with services like passports and immigration and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lake Chapala Society is something that I think is it, it sets our community apart a little bit because we have a place where people can go. They can learn all about uh, immigration or the language, the culture, how to integrate into the area. And that was started by Neil James, a, a woman who came here back in the 1940s. She was one of the very first expats uh, who came here. And I'll touch on that in just a second. I want to talk a little bit about the kind of people who come here as expats historically and how it shaped the area. But the Lake Chapala Society is right around the corner from my office, and they have computer classes, language classes, cultural classes, dancing classes. They have something called Open Circle on Sundays where uh, different speakers come and talk about things. And it's just really a, a neat place to go. They have a library, all kinds of things that are open to the public. They do have a membership that they sell, but you can still go in and have lunch, walk around the grounds, beautiful grounds. Yes. Uh, Neil James was a botanist, uh, you know, in her spare time. And she also taught art to the children in the area. But what I want to say about that as far as Neil James and what she did as an expat living here is she and you know, her contemporaries at the time who came here, they shaped the area because they became benefactors in Ahihik. They weren't just coming here to enjoy the lifestyle or, the, you know, all the things, the benefits that we have now. They came here and they really plugged into the community and they helped the Mexican people with, you know, education, hygiene, art, uh, cooking classes, all, all different kinds of things that ended up really enhancing their quality of life. So the Mexican people became much more open to receiving us. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I re- highly recommend you uh, go to the Lake Chapala Society when you come to town and just hang out yeah. and just say hello. It's really simple. Absolutely. Not hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me the pros, the, the top five pros to living in the Lake Chapala area. And what are the cons? What, what are the things we should be looking for? What kind of person shouldn't live there? Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the top five pros to living in the area, I would say, are obviously uh, the weather. We've talked about that. Secondarily, the community. The community is just, to me, bar none. The people still look you in the eye. You, you walk by somebody on a sidewalk here, and they're not all up in their phone. They're, they're saying hello, and they're looking you in the eye, whether they're you know Mexican or American or Canadian or where, European, wherever they're from. The people here still connect and the families, it's still such a family oriented culture. So I guess the third thing would be the culture. Um, there's so much that we can learn from the people here. We come here at first and I think that we think that we can teach them some things and what ends up happening is we learn from them. So their slower pace of life, their understanding that family is what's important, uh, that time isn't money. You know, these things that I think that somehow as an American, I can speak to this. I think we've lost touch with a lot of those things. And so definitely the culture and uh, the beauty and the color. Oh, my gosh. Can I just talk about the beauty and the color here? Yes. So many people uh, in in the U.S. and Canada are antidepressants and, you know, they don't feel well. It's just blah, especially this time of year because you and I are talking in, in January and here, the color, the murals everywhere and the flowers, the, the bright flowers and, and the way that the life is, is just incredibly picturesque. And 
to me, that's its, its own therapy, just having so much beauty around you, the flowers and the, the trees and the waterfalls and the lake and the mountains and, and, and the houses that are all painted, these riotous colors that when I first came here, I thought, oh my gosh, these people, what are they thinking? Putting, you know, bright orange with cobalt blue. And then later, of course, after you become more accustomed to it, you go, that's really a cool looking house. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite houses. Right, it's creative, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is is one of my favorite things is just the feeling of having stepped back in time, being in a small village, but having the access to great medical care, the airport, Guadalajara, as far as the location goes, I just feel like it's the most ideal location. It's like a wagon wheel, like there's, it's a hub in a way you go out any direction and you're headed to Puerto Vallarta or you're headed to San Miguel or you're headed to Pazcuaro or, you know, so right. many amazing places that are just a few hours away. So Querétaro right. and yeah. Mexico city, Leon, Mexico uh, city, Leon, Colima, Barra de Navidad. Uh, Barra de Navidad. <laughs> and seriously. I mean, that is one of my favorite things about it. And as far as things that who shouldn't come here, people who shouldn't come here are people who are just looking for a lower cost of living. If you're just looking for a lower cost of living, Mexico will drive you crazy. It really will. Um, if you're if you're ultra type A and not willing to to slow down at all, Mexico will drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Because why? I, why why does that happen? Because there's a lot of bureaucracy here. It, it is definitely a slower pace. And most of the time, you're not having to deal with a lot of the, the bureaucracy. Occasionally, you have to do that with your, your temporal or permanente status or, or paying your CIMAPA bill or CFE, whatever. Um, those things are frustrating, I think, to, to us. We're used to something feeling a little bit more streamlined. I tell people... If you remember what it's like to go to the DMV in the States, that's what the bureaucracy can feel like sometimes here, just slow and uh, frustrating. But um, I think, I think especially like Chapala, you can say it's uh, stuck in the 1950s. If you like yeah. slow motion.com lifestyle and friendly mm-hmm. people. And, you know, if you ask uh, the government guy, Hey, can you get me the paper? Yeah, I'll get it to you. Can you come back next week? And, you know, if you could roll with that, then you're going to be okay. But I think the frustration yeah. might happen is if you can't roll with that, if you're like, I want it now, I want it now. And then if you, you're going to get mad, is that right? Yeah. If, if you're very insistent on doing it your way, and if you're the kind of person who feels like if you yell and scream and, and throw your weight around, you're not going to be happy here. What um, I've noticed is it, it always works better to be kind and patient. And then they go, hmm, okay, this person's a nice person. I think I want to help you out a little bit. So it, right. it just it helps to smooth things and grease the wheels a little bit better than if you try to, you know, push your way through, which I think um, in the States, that's been my experience. It's like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Whereas here, it's actually, I think, the opposite I think the squeaky wheel here, they just go, hmm, no grease for you. So, <laughs> so basically put a little sugar on it. That's right. You, yeah, yeah, you attract more, uh, let, let's say, bees with honey instead of flies because I've yeah, never understood enough. that saying. So 
anyway. Okay. Uh, here in Baja, my worst complaint is the potholes. I don't know what, what, what your worst uh. complaint is, Lake Chapala. We have potholes here, and that's a frustrating thing for everybody. They just don't fix the roads right, and they're kind of they're going to get to it, or they're probably not going to get to it. You know. Okay, so one of the worst things here is is the the traffic. We've okay. got to figure out the traffic, and they haven't okay. figured that out yet. So the traffic here is pretty nuts, starting at uh, about the Libramiento Walmart area, going through Ajijic. It's not terrible if you're going from, you know, the West End into, into uh, you know, San Juan Costa Hakotepec, or if you're going into, you know, the East End to Chapala, that's not terrible, except on weekends it can get a little bad. And I've had people from north of the border who are like, why are you guys complaining about this traffic? It is not that bad. Uh, right. You know, they're from Los Angeles and are like, what are you talking about? But you're complaining you about it because you live there. Right. Nothing, but, but no, I, I think that for, for us, we're not used to having this much traffic here. It's something that I think that they need to fix. And uh, the sidewalks, the cobblestones, they're, while they are charming, they're treacherous to walk on. You have to be really careful and watch yes. where you're going. Uh, Chapala's don't wear high heels, right? Be careful stilettos. Don't wear stilettos. Sidewalks and smooth streets, but the Ajijic area, it's a Pueblo Magico, and, and so they're still, they're really intent on trying to uh, keep the cobblestone streets and some of the authenticity. The good thing about it is that they, they didn't make everybody paint their their homes in that uh, Pueblo Magico kind of yellowish creamy color and, and red mm-hmm. everything in fact they've encouraged murals there's more murals and and riotous house colors in the village than there ever were before even but the sidewalks are awful and the traffic is really difficult so those are the worst things that you can come up with yeah 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 well it's not too bad <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is you have to get used to Mexico to adjust to the way things are here. It's not perfect. I'll give you another example of my experience. Uh, in the older days, it was more than it is now. Um, lights would go out constantly. You know, we lose power for something. Well, in the United States, when you lose power, you start screaming. Hey, what the heck is going on around here? I, I can't believe this thing. I'm going to call the – you start making hey, – what's going on? I want it on now. You know, yeah. here in Mexico, they're like, oh, it's off. Get the guitar out. Put the candles yeah. out. Nobody cares. Light yeah. the candles. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we do still have uh, brownouts and electricity go out during the rainy season especially. Um, and that didn't even occur to me. I think I've been here too long that that's just not even a problem to me. It's like, <laughs> right. hey, well, you Put know what that on. means? is like, you know, light the candles and get the guitar out. You know, have fun right. and just, you Start know. singing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a problem. Okay, sp- speaking of singing, I want to ask you, and I don't know the answer to this question. Has your brothers or anybody else written a song about Lake Chapala? I think Daniel has, yes. You'll have to ask him. I'm going to ask him because I'd like to hear that. I I was wondering, there needs to be a theme song for Lake Chapala. There's a mariachi song for Lake Chapala that's beautiful. I'll have to see if I can find that and send it to you. Yeah, send it to me and I'll put a a link in the story that we're going to post on this this show. Is that cool? Yeah, Absolutely, and if Danny yeah. has a, a a song about Lake Chapala, let me know, and I'll post that as well. You know. Yep. Yep. I will. Yeah. Absolutely. If not, I'll have to fly in and uh, sit with Dan and David and start writing some songs in their studio. Okay, then I just won't send you anything. <laughs> you, <laughs> you want a new song? You want a new rock song, Lake Chapala, the rock version? <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad would love that. They, my mom and dad would be like, "Oh, 
oh my gosh. Yeah, they ask about you guys all the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to try to stop in. Uh, it's it's been a, we've been a lot of traveling. We spent uh, uh, three months last year in Europe, uh, Paris and uh, Vienna and all that stuff, and did all this traveling. Nice. Yeah, and we're going to Playa del Carmen again because I have some business there that I have to take care of in February, and I'll be broadcasting from Playa del Carmen to all our readers. And by the way, uh, this is our VT Cup, and nice. this is our VT Radio Cup. Uh, VT Radio, if- awesome. Yeah, if it. anybody becomes a member of our site, uh, they get the free uh, VT Radio Cup sent to their house. So that's kind of cool, right? It's it's way cooler than my Yeti. I just want to <laughs> yeah, say right. that there my Yeti go. has nothing on your VT Cup. Okay, I might have to send you a cup then, <laughs> or bring, I'm going to bring you one instead. Done. Okay. Done. On that note, uh, Christina, I want to say thank you again for appearing on VT Radio once again. Tell us about your website. What's the name of the website again, please? It's www.choosechapala.com. It's the first organic uh, website that shows up if you Google Lake Chapala Real Estate. So uh, we've been open for 15 years and we're doing well, really well. We're one of the top agencies in the area and we're we're opening up a lot of uh, different ways to increase our, our, I have a, hold on a second. Okay. Sorry, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Someone's there. <laughs> well, on that note, check that out. <laughs> we have clients here, and nobody—they uh, need me to go out there. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end this conversation right now. But I, I want to say one more thing before you leave that I didn't touch on. To I want I want everybody listening to this. If you're gonna go to Lake Chapala and you're considering the Guadalajara area, you contact Christina because here's the thing. There's so many good people there, but Christina has the utmost integrity, the utmost honesty. She comes from an outstanding family that I admire and respect. And I'm telling you, that's worth a million freaking dollars. So don't waste your time with nonsense. You pick up the phone, you call Christina, you send her an email and go see her. She'll have coffee with you and tell you the truth. And then you can decide if it's for you. That's that's how you deal with it. Okay, guys? Anyway, love to you and your family. Say say hello to Dan and David, mom and dad and everybody. And of course, your husband. And uh, well, hopefully I'll see you soon. But uh, thank you for appearing on VT Radio, Christina. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. If you enjoyed this presentation, hit the like button now. Also, share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. VT approves this message.